married. That's Ow. how it started. Ow. Ow. Start again. All right. I have uh, a headache now. Um. Hey, I'm married. Hey, Mazel Tov. Hey, that's people good. in polite society say hey. Um, yeah, man. So what that's headphones a- guy had the, the volume like cranked up. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. I don't know what's going to happen next. I didn't year. yell that loud. You're really, you're really you're making a mountain out of this fucking molehill. Is that the expression? I feel like, I don't know. Anyway, point is, man, listen, listen, let's focus. That's I'm exactly back. the expression. You nailed it. I'm back. I'm back. I was gone for a month and you handled releasing stuff. So that seemed like, oh, Christian never left. But, you know, Christian did leave. Mm-hmm. Facts. I was gone. I was in Europe for like 20 days. Europa. Yeah, man. I missed you. I missed uh, I missed America. Yeah. America missed you too. And so did I. <laughs> Welcome <Okay>. back. <laughs> did you did you talk to America while you're away? Like, just, I did. Look, I, I understand. I just a quick survey. I know no one likes these things. It's never a good time to do it. But just give me two minutes. Do you mm. miss Christian? Yes. Even if they said no, you put yes for me. Just to give Most me people a people thought I was talking about religion. They're like, yeah, we, we do miss God. <laughs> See, I can get you a nine out of 10 callers miss Christian and Christianity. Yeah, where has call, my country gone? If you call the no, Bible like, Belt, <laughs> I'm very popular there. That's all I'm saying. Right. In today's you know political landscape, I'll take whatever I can get. <sighs> anyway, I'm not talking politics. I somehow actually avoided that uh, when, I was in, when I was in Italy, uh, when I was in Venice. We went out to dinner the first night. And uh, there is this fucking guy who was just like, no, I just want to know, like, do the Republicans ever have values? Where Wait, are so the Republican go to, values? Go to Italy and you're already here in like politics. Stuff. Yes. And I'm just like, God damn it. I went across an ocean to get away from this. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to get baited into it. Um, oh. And I didn't. So you didn't like demand satisfaction from anybody. You didn't like take <laughs> off your glove and slap some Italian in the face. No, no. It was, well, it was an American. He was talking shit. Well, yeah, I mean, like you find an Italian, like the American, whatever, but find an Italian who's talking shit, <laughs> smack him, say you demand satisfaction, get into a duel or a slap fight or whatever it is they do. A slap fight, yeah, yeah. Italy's long fucking checkered past of slap fighting. <laughs> Coliseum Tigers, no slap fighting. All right, it was the original capital punishment, and uh, right, it, it's a sick tradition that's lasted well into the modern age, Max. Sicker than the mafia, sicker than anything else. The long history of violence. That's the <laughs> crowning things, champion. Yeah, well, those things are natural byproducts, you know? Like if you if you have that's a the natural a, escalation of the slap fight. You right. Know? <laughs> these are deep cultural wounds we're talking about here. They'll never heal. It's like the East Indian Trading Company, the Italian yeah. slap fighting industry. It's a you whole. know you you joked off camera about taking Dolores's last name, but you'll never truly be Italian until you take part in that tradition, right? I mean, I was gonna make a really bad riff about like slavery or something, but I don't want to do that. I mean, it got dark really quickly, and oh no, you should you should follow through on that. What were you gonna say about slavery? I, well, I was gonna say, I mean, uh, no. Anyway, so the Romans, what did they? What were they up to? You know, like just slavery mostly. <laughs> All right. So I tried to you take a to left. That torch I found you? out that I took two lefts and ended up right where I was going to be. Like, it's all over now. God like I, I was, try- I was honestly, I wasn't even doing that for the joke. I was sincerely trying to think of like, what were the Romans up to? And that was the first thing that came to mind was slavery. Right. They were like building roads. Got to give them props or we were credit where credit's due. Certainly. Aqueducts. Aqueducts. Yeah. Uh, also. Arts. Slavery. <laughs> like Religion. Was- 
slavery. It was peppered in like a great mosaic of, of cultural benefits. Uh, just right there at the end, they tack it in. It's like when you go to a politician's fucking uh, like website or whatever, and they put all like the really cool, agreeable shit. And then right at the end, they try to slip some shit past there in the fine print. You know what I mean? Like, do politician websites usually do that? I feel like <laughs> they shouldn't. It's a bad look. Like, right. But but it's like it's like it's like uh, when Eisenhower passed like, like uh, oh, Elizabeth Warren like passed the Veterans Bill, uh, voted for the Affordable Care Act, also hit a man in her car with her car in two thousand seven, drove away. Man possibly died. Well, she puts but it on Front Street. Small. Yeah, like you can't say she didn't tell you. Like this isn't going to break. The New York Times isn't going to be like we have an exclusive story. Elizabeth Warren murdered a man with a vehicle. No, right. it was it's it just grew. a novel-length confession in fine, fine print. Like it still keeps me up at night. Sometimes right. I wake up shivering with terror. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just on like the fucking Chirons and the news tickers on Fox right. News, just going slowly. <laughs> it's a it's a serialized novel of confessing a murder yeah sometimes i wonder if this is why i'm running for president just to fill this black hole inside of me that grows wider every day even though i know deep down nothing will (laughs) (laughs) anyways vote for elizabeth warren (laughs) hey man she's gonna be the next president maybe you know we'll see maybe we'll see I don't know. I have nothing to say about that. I'm trying, honestly, I'm trying to stay completely clear of politics, man. Like that was the one reward, like refreshing thing when I was gone, except for that one conversation about politics. I kind of stayed away from it. It was nice to be speaking different languages. So nobody upon realizing that you were an American tried to engage you. Like, what do you think of the Trump? Well, I told you the first time I went there that that happened a lot, right? Like the first time I went there, it was only a couple months after he got elected. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was a lot of me just being like, I'm sorry. All right. Like getting like pre like preemptively fucking mad and apologetic and shit. Right. Um, after a while, I think after like the fifth or sixth time I got brought up, I just told people I was from Toronto. So no one messed with me anymore. And it was great. They would mm. see my American passport and they'd be like, but I'd be like Toronto. And then I just keep walking. Uh, right. So I avoided just the back way full speed. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I think the rest of Europe has their own problems, too. Like, there's a whole weird thing going on. So, like, maybe they're not being as They got Brexit now that takes a little bit of the shine off of, uh, you know, they got got the rise of fascism that's going on everywhere, baby. Yeah, but Brexit's like is is the rake gag of uh, political movements. I, and I, they've missed, I think, six deadlines now. Like Boris Johnson is literally like a like a like a Cockney fucking Donald. I love Trump. that you like, promised that we weren't going to talk about politics, and I just keep roping you in. Boris Johnson, let me give my thoughts on Brexit. Just, he looks like 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 if like if Gary Busey was less fuckable. Like that's what Boris Johnson looks like to me. You know what I mean? And on top of that, fascist. So it really like there's so many red flags there. I've just gone colorblind. I feel like the biggest red flag is that you've rated the fuckability of Gary Busey first. Well, of all. I mean, come on, bro, stud. Like name someone uh, fucking uh, more more slammable. Than, than, the abuse. <laughs> <laughs> than the abuse um but no you went to uh a few european countries had yourself yeah. a little wedding a little honeymoon yeah now you're back in the states you're drinking three different kinds of vodka like a fancy oh, yeah. you got your kettle one two three and four yep keep going make a list keep going I'm, 
no, like I'm leaving this door open for you. Oh, okay. So it's my turn. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, so it's my turn. Okay. Sure. Thanks for letting me get a word in edgewise. You fucking piece of shit. No, I'm joking. Uh, it was awesome. It was really cool. I, so yeah, I got married. I mean, that's the headline as I stated in the beginning of this podcast, it's like got married on October the 14th, which is a really cool date for me. And for my lovely wife, I get to say that that's fun. My mm-hmm. wife, I, when I said it the first time, not trying to be like an affected piece of shit, but like uh, slipping up on it, be like, oh yeah, and can my wife have one? I was like, oh shit. Like I felt real fancy for a second. So that was cool. Um, so it, it was a really low key thing. We ended up going to Southern Italy in this place called Conca de Marini, which is really, really small. It's in between the two major towns of Amalfi and Positano. Um, yeah. And it was only me, Dolores, obviously. We, the, the bride and groom are present. I would hope uh, the book was there. <laughs> No, nah, she Skyped in like via satellite. She did her, she did her vows. Um, but it was just me, uh, Dolores, uh, our friends, Clea, Rebecca, and our friend Leo, right? Now, Greggy was supposed to come, but uh, Greggy's my cousin for people who don't know, but he's in Japan. And on that fucking weekend, uh, like a typhoon came and fucked Japan up. So he couldn't come. I was very sad. Uh, so it was weird. So suddenly I didn't have anyone there at my wedding. I purposely was like, I didn't want anyone to be at my wedding. And now literally don't. No, no one was at my wedding. Uh, so I thought that was going to be sad, but it ended up being magical, man. It was really cool. Like, you wow. know, like, so well, it was I really, that no one was there. Well, I mean, like it was just, it was just different. It was just weird. Like there was uh, so many like weird fucking like, all right, can I just give you the play by play of like my wedding day, mm-hmm. which is like, I love Dolores so much. Uh, I love mm-hmm. my wife, but getting married is a little scary. Uh, and so like, as we were getting closer to the, cause we stayed the first two days in Rome. That was cool. Then we went, then we went to Amalfi. And so we get there and I'm like, Holy shit. It's beautiful. Right. With like balcony overlooking the fucking Mediterranean, there's mountains and shit like that. I'm like, yes, it's going to be awesome. Uh, and then from there, uh, you know, we get there on a Saturday. So we have Saturday night, Sunday night, and then Monday I get married and Sunday. I'm just like, Oh, this is a little nerve wracking, but whatever. It's all good. You know, like your friends are here. It's going to be a good time. Monday comes around and everything's like kind of falling apart. Like we were going to go get flowers from this flower shop, but they had permanently closed, but they hadn't updated that on Google. And so suddenly we're just like, well, shit, we don't have any flowers. And so like me and Leo who like Leo is the Han Solo of this fucking trip. I got to tell you, because he was like, are you Luke Skywalker in this scenario? Yeah. Like, like I like Leo and we're cool, but we're like, you know, we've, we've only met each other a couple of times at the end of this. He's like the most, he's the most trusted motherfucker in the world. Like, like Leo came through so hard. Me and him end up walking in the fucking mountains of Italy, Mm -hmm. picking wildflowers. Right. Cause this guy used to be a fucking like, uh, like a gardener in uh, flower boy. In Madagascar, yeah, he was a flower boy. <laughs> Thank you for the Tyler reference. Um, and so, like, we go and we pick all these things. And at the time, I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work, man. But then we get all these flowers, and I go inside to put my suit on and shit. I come back out. He has made them into these incredible fucking, like, naturalistic bouquet. bouquet. Yeah, dude. And, like, mm-hmm. made one for the for both of the girls, right? Both of the ladies, because they were going to, like, walk down the fucking aisle, so to speak. Um and it was just like this fucking crazy thing. Now, here's the thing. I know we're going to get married at six, right? Which is this perfect thing. The sun's setting at six o'clock. The church bells. There's a little Duomo right next to us. They're going to go off at six o'clock. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. I'm nervous as fuck, but I have to play it off. Okay? Right. Like, I can't pretend like anything's wrong. So I take, I, uh, by the way, smuggled a little, shouldn't admit this, but I had like uh, a cannabis mints with me. And so mm-hmm. I just, I was like, all right, I'll have three of these. These take about an hour to kick in. All right. So it'll be yeah. fine. 
I feel like that would make my anxiety <laughs> way worse, by the way. No, Here's- it was really, it was really cool. Like what was worse was like, okay, six o'clock comes the bells ring. Then Clea comes down and Clea's like, we need about 15 more minutes. And I'm like, put the, the bells, man. Like, and I'm still not fucked up yet. I'm still like, I'm still a little nervous and I'm sitting there. And so I don't believe in God, as you know, this is like a bullshit thing to me. But if you want to talk about like, uh, maybe there's God. Divine intervention. I'm okay. So (laughs) we're sitting, we're sitting there. uh, Now it's a little bit late, right? Uh, They said they need 15 minutes and I'm genuinely a little freaked out. And I don't know why I'm freaked out, right? Because again, like I love this person. Just like it's a big step. And I'm like, wow, things are just going to be like different now. You know, like, and it was, it was this real crazy thing for me. Um, and I'm sitting there and Leo has his phone on YouTube on shuffle. All right. Uh, and Leo loves himself some techno and some down and dirty shit. I don't know. I didn't love the music he chose, but I didn't say anything about it. It was all good. Right in the middle of this weird, like four or five back to back to back to back to back fucking techno songs on random fucking uh, Jill's America from Ennio Morricone comes on like mm-hmm. at the height of my freak out this Ennio Morricone song comes on yeah. and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like geographically we're in Italy. Maybe they're like, yeah, just throw an Ennio in there. You know what I mean? I don't know what the algorithm is, but for me, I'm sitting there just being like, Oh my God, everything's going to be totally fine. Like everything's going to be perfect. Like, is that song wouldn't come on. That's the song she was going to walk down the aisle to. So for me, I was like blown the fuck away by that. And then, you know, like five minutes later, she walked down the aisle to that song but I was like, maybe there's a God, man. I don't know. I was freaking out. And, uh, yeah. and that God is in YouTube's algorithm. Maybe. <laughs> That's the real secret. Yes, God's real, but it's not what you're thinking. <laughs> it's just the new AI God that we'll have to worship uh, in about 10 years. Oh, God. No, it was, um, it was this really fucking cool situation that made me breathe easier. And really legitimately, I was like, oh, everything's going to be totally fine. You know, yeah. like... So, so like, um, where, where, where is the actual wedding taking place again? Like, I know you're near a church, but you're not at a church, right? You're, no, uh, you're adjacent. Yeah. yeah. So we rented a villa that's really big. So everyone stayed at the villa, but it had like, it, it just had like fucking location on top of location on top of location. So there's like this main terrace right outside the front doors, which is overlooking the fucking Mediterranean it has the church down here. Then to like the left, there's another little sitting area all the way to the right. There's a solarium. There's like a bunch of different places we can be, but we're right outside the front doors essentially we had like cleared this little thing we put some flowers up and we're just on this porch and all the pictures it's like the sun setting behind us and shit like that like i I mean i'm looking at it now being like it could not have been a better wedding like it just couldn't have been like our friends all came together like clea did uh dolores makeup rebecca did something i don't know i'm sorry rebecca uh (laughs) but but she did something i forgot Leo, Leo was like my guy. Like I, I suck at tying ties and me and Leo, like we just went through tying ties together for like 45 minutes and like mm-hmm. was just this, this warm and calming fucking presence and shit like that. And every time I was a little freaked out about something like Leo was there, but then the Ennio song comes on, I go up to him and he doesn't understand the significance of Ennio for me. <laughs> so this is like, I think what a five-year-old's are really excited and wants to tell you about something, but can't but quite can't articulate, articulate it. it. Yeah. That's kind of what was happening. I'm like, dude, okay do you know who this is? And he's like, it's Sergio Leone. And I'm like, it's Ennio Morricone, but close. Uh, Cause I can't help myself from being a dick when I'm trying to be nice to people. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, so this, you're not going to get this, but this is my favorite composer and blah, 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 blah. And da, 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 da. And like, I'm freaking out. But then it comes on like, what are the fucking chances? 
And I can see Leo in his mind sort of calculating what the actual chances are because he's a fucking Terminator like that. But I, I guess like the override CPU processing came in and he was like, you know, just give it to him. <laughs> like, don't. I love that in the space of five minutes, you've, you've described him as this warm, calming human presence <laughs> also, and also a fucking Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> he does like techno music like a Terminator probably would. So that adds up. All those Terminators came from Berlin in the eighties, man. So that like, their defaults, you know, like if you if you were like a like a Southern guy from Chattanooga, you're gonna probably like country, right? Uh, if you're from Berlin and you're a Terminator, like, right? Um, but yeah, so that that was just, I don't know, dude. It was like one of those things that was so fucking surreal. Now the thing is, uh, I wrote my own vows and I liked my vows, and then Dolores cheat cheated this shit. And she like just quoted every writer that I love <laughs> and they're all pretty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do better than fucking Pablo Neruda. Okay. I'm not going to do better than fucking Garcia Marquette. Like, how dare you? Like so upset at this point. And I'm just looking at my fucking vows like oh, gay, gay. Uh, like, so she's reading first, like as the wedding's going on. And yeah. Like, huh. She does her vows first. And then she bookends it with like, when I tried to write my vows, I just kept finding my words being other people's vows. I'm not, it sounds flippant. It was very beautiful. Uh, but at the end she like quoted all these incredible writers and she's like, and maybe that's the, that's the thing is I look for you in all the words that I read. And I'm like, that's fucking beautiful. And I just kept looking at my vows being like, Nope, Nope. Like it was, it was really, really bad to the point where I said something and it was short and it was sweet. and It was good. Uh, but I didn't read my full vows and I felt bad about it only to like later on, I read it to her. Like when we got back from dinner or whatever, I'm like, I'm going to read you my vows that I actually wrote you, but you kicked my ass so bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. that I was like, this is like the, the fucking, uh, the mercy rule. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, look, I ain't going to top that. Let's just get through this. We got a dinner to go to. So, uh, we're married rings. Everything's great. Everything's beautiful. Everything's wonderful. Uh, then we're signing the documents, right? So now we're officially married and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm married. Okay. And then the weed pills kick in, the weed mints kick in. Okay. So for the next hour that I'm a married man, I am like subdued as fuck. I'm just yeah. like, like, and like to the point where Leo, like, I think everyone knows like, did they, like, it was, is this a graduate moment? Like, are we driving away? <laughs> or we're just like fucking somber as fuck. Like, we done. <laughs> Like I think that's what everyone thought because we're at dinner and we're just like kind of like looking at a menu and I'm like I'm so stoned I don't I don't know what anything <laughs> like Jesus but I'm, not, but I'm not saying that to anybody I just am you know what I mean right so I just I told I tell everyone that story the next day and they all die laughing like yeah we we were genuinely like what's going on you're very stoic like I'm like that's the very nice way of being like y'all look like y'all fucked up you know what I mean right um. But yeah, I mean, so like it was some storybook shit, man. I got married. I could see a fucking a thousand year old castle in my periphery and sun was going Dang. down and it was awesome. It was great. You should have been there. You fuck. You didn't even work. You didn't even work on my wedding. Sorry. Worked the day before. What about the day after? No. So really no excuse. I mean, some excuse. I worked the 16th and the 13th. Mm. It was a two-day window. <clears throat> anyway, I'm not going to give a shit about it. It was a, it was a wonderful thing. Should have been there. We we went to places afterwards. We went and got dinner. Oh, which is by the way. So we go to this place. It's like the one restaurant in Conca de Marini because it's mm. that small. It's like 600 people in the whole town or whatever. Um, and they're like up mountains. 
there's really only one thing. We go there and I guess someone told them that we were getting married. So they did this like, they, 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 they give us like a little fucking parfait and like a little groom. And then the, the over the loudspeakers, like the, that kicks in. And again, I'm stoned. So I'm just like, I don't like, what do you want from me? Like freaking out, right. there's sparklers and shit going off. And like, they're like, kiss, kiss, kiss. But I don't hear that because for me, there's just a fire near my face and then a bunch of Italian people yelling at me. Right. <laughs> what do you want? Like get invisibly mad. Like, am I under and, arrest? What's going on? And then Rebecca's just like, kiss. And I'm like, ah, okay. Even though it's the exact same word they're saying. So we, we kiss, it's cool. But then five minutes later, that music goes off again because someone else got married and then went oh. there. And I felt so bad for them because you know, the first time that music went off, they're like, oh, it's about us. We're special. We got married. And then, nope, we were first. Worse yet, 10 minutes later, another one. Three people got married all in the same area. Why can't you all share the moment, you know? We should all get some sparklers, do it all at the same time, one and done, three words. Better yet, I didn't have to partake at all. I was fine. (laughs) Like, that that did not enhance anything for me. Uh, It was just scary. I did, like, wearing a suit. That was cool. (laughs) Like... I never get to be a fancy guy. I was real uh, fancy. Like, yeah, you do just like wear a onesie most days that I see you. It's comfy. Just drink vodka, wear a onesie. <laughs> real comfy. Um, but I, no, I mean, like looking back to you, do you regret the weed, the weed mints or would you have done it all again? Well, I wasn't fucked up when I got married, which I love. That's good. You just know? immediately after. You're like, like the uh, minute the vows were done, I was like, uh, I'm flying. Like I literally, literally felt yeah. like I was flying. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 I guess like I would do, I would probably, yeah. All right. To answer your question. No, I probably wouldn't do it again. Well, people just thought I was sad and I wasn't, I was having the time of just, my life, blazed. Yeah. <laughs> which was, uh, which was pretty good. I don't know. I had a bunch of those experiences. Like, cause I've never fucked with edibles really, but I was like, look, I'm not going to sneak weed into Europe. Like that's how you get whatever the international Rico is, you know what I mean? Like they'll get you for that. <laughs> international Rico. Well, you know, Rico, right? The Rico yeah, statues like a, and shit. Conspiracy? Yeah. Like that they get the mafia with? <laughs> You're crossing state lines. You? You're crossing and state lines and oceans That's it. <laughs> so I was worried about it. So I'm like, I'm not getting Rico'd, but hey man, like I, these look like Altoids. Rico, the entire wedding party, <laughs> y'all get arrested because you brought in weed. I kept thinking that was going to happen. I really did. Like, uh, I don't, it's an I don't know. National incident. Trump gets on the horn. He's like, <laughs> you let those good Americans go. No, put me in jail. Fuck him. Like, if it's good for him, I need you to well, incarcerate me. Again, all the white ones, not you. <laughs> yeah, Leo, Clea, Rebecca, everyone. I heard he's a terrorist. I don't know. <laughs> wedding, wedding day terrorist coming this fall. I would watch that show. <laughs> like, it's about a guy who doesn't, doesn't know like that he's a, a terrorist, though. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a sustainable premise, but maybe we said that about Breaking Bad. Who's to say? Right, it depends on how time. Terrorist. He yeah. keeps having weddings, keeps getting accused <laughs> of terrorists. Every season's a new wedding. Every episode's a new wedding. Right. All right, hun. Try 111. Wait, so I, I'm, I'm just confused. Is he terrorizing a wedding, or is he a wedding terrorist for hire? Like what's the what's the premise? I'm assuming <laughs> that he's just a regular man who keeps like getting accused of terrorism. 
at every wedding. At some yeah. point, you stop going to weddings. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't know why, but for some reason, every time I go to a nuptials, he's not a smart man, Christian. You know, but he he does love his fiance. Right, that's half the battle. I, all right, so so it's on his wedding. I didn't know if it was just like for a small fee. We'll hire our best guy. We got a guy. All right. He's a wedding day terrorist. He goes in there, terrorizes all your guests. All right. He stirs up old family beefs and shit like that. I mean, he's the best in the business. Uh, and it was this that, guy. That's actually, know. that's pretty great. You know, just right. there to ruin a wedding. What was that Kevin Hart, Josh Gad movie where he makes him like a cool guy. They like hires him to be his best friend. Oh God. Was that a movie? Yeah. It was a movie. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it was. There were cameras. <laughs> they filmed something. Is that one of those like nerdy white guy gets like uh, yes, a yes. black guy to help him be cool? Yes, exactly but then the black guy learns something along the way. It's basically Hitch. Yeah, yeah. It's basically Hitch, except uh, Josh Gad. Josh Gad. <laughs> America's sweetheart, Josh Gad. Josh Gad does not a Will Smith make, man, is what we found out by that movie. Well, I guess Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Hart was the... Heart was <laughs> he was the itch in that in that titular too film. short. It's upsetting. <laughs> uh, all right, sorry. Wedding day terrorist aside, uh, no. So that was cool, and and then so we spent a couple more days just kind of fucking around in southern Italy, and then we went our, our separate ways, and we went to uh, so the rest of the trip we went to Venice for a couple of days. We went to Lake Como, which is northern Italy, like right by the Swiss border. Uh, then we went to Paris. Then we went to Amsterdam. And all were cool. I'd never been to Venice. Venice is as advertised. It's fucking Venice. It's like... Did you get on a gondola? No. Why? Why, why? wouldn't you? Like, it's one, it's a, one, it's $120 to get into a gondola. Like, I ain't doing uh, that. 120 well, euros, man. How did you traverse the water streets of Venice? I walked it. It's really small. You can walk all of it. It was really cool. So we were in, a, in like a neighborhood called the Jewish Ghetto. And it's literally the oldest Jewish get. Yeah, I thought the same thing. By the way, I'm like, can you say this out loud? This is fine. Like, apparently, you can. Uh, was this so, like a like a where all the Jews are? Yeah, I mean, a lot of Hasids there for sure, uh, which was cool. And uh, I don't know why you're laughing. That's what they're called <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. So they were there. Uh, and what's really cool though is that it's an actual neighborhood in Venice. Like when you go to Venice, people are always going to that fucking square and shit you know what i'm talking about so like uh, i'm not familiar with uh, it's the church saint george saint something one of the saints all right yeah. like uh saint mark's maybe you know, fuck it doesn't yeah. matter so the point is italy with its churches and their saints right like how many can there possibly be right like calm down eat some spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> you don't need another one. Well, everyone like goes there. So the thing is like tourism is so rich in Venice and it's sort of a small place that a lot of people don't live there, you know? So you have to go to these little outskirt neighborhoods. And so, yeah, we went to this, we stayed in a place called the Jewish ghetto. And it was really cool. It was like 30 minutes away from like all the super, super touristy stuff by foot. But yeah, we would just walk and be like, all right, what direction do you want to kind of go that way? All right, let's just see what happens. And so we're just walking around. We'd get to like dead end alleys, be like, all right, this is scary. Let's go back. Like, you know, just, just walking around. Uh, it was cool. I mean, that place is going to be gone in about 30 years. So let's enjoy it while we can. Right. You know, did it smell bad there? No. Why is that? Is that a thing people keep saying? Like my mom said the same thing. I'm like, it was fine. Uh, no, like I watched some, it was in an episode of a uh, succession. Somebody mentions going to Venice and one of the rich characters is like, why would I want to go there? It smells like a sewer. I think it does but, when it's but hot But I wasn't out, sure maybe. if they were just like being rich assholes or if it's right. like a fact that's known about Venice. Right. I think when it's hot out, maybe. Mm. 
maybe, you know, like luckily my, I picked my wedding date for so many reasons, but the other one was that it'll never be hot wherever I go. It'll always be like a perfect 62 degrees, which is like what, what needs to be in my life. Um, but yeah, I mean like Venice is Venice and Venice is cool and people are amazing. And, and, uh, it was sucks that we only stayed there for two days. That was the problem with it. But at the same time, by the way, swerve, can I just make an announcement in the middle of this fucking podcast uh, that I already told you, but let me just announce it now. Um, I'm move, moving to LA, Max. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening officially. Oh, what? What? You're moving what? to LA? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, we when we got to Venice, they called and made her the offer, and it was like, oh, cool. They didn't give her a numerical offer, and I'm not going to detail what the numerical value is now. But uh, we were expecting it to be like way less, and it ended up being way more to the point where like. Oh yeah, we have to take. We don't even have to hear the alternatives. You know what I mean? So right. it was just like, okay, well, we just got married, and now she's got this sick fucking job opportunity, and like everything is just happening all at once. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. It's just life changed so quickly, Max. Yeah, you weren't you weren't there. You weren't there for me to. I wanted to put you in my backpack like Yoda. You know, just you come everywhere with me. I do front flips. You're just hanging on. That shit. Either way, I'm a little alien. (laughs) You know, you know, you know your role. Yeah, you know your role. You're a little gray boy. (laughs) Either way. You know your role. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, you're, you're a wise man. You're the meeting of the, of the, of the, of the elder man. Like. Yeah, I mean, I am, I am like two weeks older than you. That's true. Yeah. And I'm the elder here. Well, you act about 20 years older than me. Like, even when we were kids, I was like, this finicky old fuck. Like, that's why you called me an, an old Jew all the time. Wait, I can I was say so, that. I, can I was say so that confused <laughs> because I'm not Jewish at all. I, I, you really fooled me. Yeah, I know. You want to talk about how, how like, uh, how, how, uh, in, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, not imbued. I'm trying to figure it out, but like, how ingrained rather. Uh, all uh, like America's anti-Semitism is. I think I'd called you a Jew when we were young, again, part Jewish, uh, because you were wearing like business suits and had a briefcase when we were kids. And right. I was like, that's a Jewy thing. Like for sure. Right. Like, like I've never right. seen a seventh grader do that, except if they had like, you know, if they had Jewish business to run. To to. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, you know, really anti-Semitic. You remember that time there's a, there's a line where in Jay-Z's last record where he's like, you want to know why Jewish people own all the property in America? <laughs> and he's saying it as a compliment, by the way. And the, uh-huh. and, and the like, the anti-Semite people. Well, yeah. he came out and they were like, that's a really harmful stereotype and we do not appreciate it being perpetuated. That, and I'm that, just like, but I live in Brooklyn, bro. Like, y'all motherfuckers own everything. Like, what are you talking about? Getting visibly upset by that. I don't know. People are mincing words, man. I guess Michael Che's in trouble. This is a little, little bit of a swerve, but you hear Michael Che is in trouble now. I didn't. What'd he He's do? Surprised? No. I, I just uh, don't care about Michael Che or the other one. Jost. Jost is worse. Like Michael he, Che, like clearly. Jost is like a, a mannequin that came to life and they like put him in front of a camera. <laughs> but it's like probably, you know, harsh, but whatever. But like a Kmart mannequin too. Like shit's falling apart. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't not know even that a it's a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Che got in trouble. He, he made like a trans joke or something where he was like, so initially the joke was like, 
Kanye is basically turning into an old white woman. Like he used to be the most interesting black artist of all time. And now he's showing up to concerts wearing sweatpants, trying to get other black people to vote for Donald Trump. I mean, at what point are we going to call, is he just going to start calling himself Kathy? Whatever. It's not a great joke. It's not a bad joke. It's whatever. It's fine. It's an observation. Okay. He then continues and says something like you're laughing, but about five years ago, there was this guy named Bruce Jenner and he went to Calabasas Dot, dot, dot. Okay. So it's not a good joke either. Uh, but then I read some reactionary thing uh, on like IndieWire or Variety or some fucking person. And they're like, he, he dead named her. He called her a pronoun that he, that she wouldn't appreciate. Uh, and by the way, when you dead name someone, it's a hate crime. It's an act of violence. And that's where I get a little shitty about it because I'm just like, all right, that's hold true. on. That's true. Well, well like, like, you know what? Like, this is what makes me mad that we're not like, instead of getting mad about this, we don't make incredible art. We don't make a uh, hero or hate crime, you know, like that. It's always sunny episode because mm-hmm. it's perfect. Like that's the perfect distillation of this, which is like, okay, is it horribly offensive? You know what I mean? Like, are, are right. we really going to make powers acts of violence or are we going to make words acts of violence? You know what I mean? I mean, words can be acts of violence, right? Technically. I guess so. But saying that dead naming someone, because we've gotten to this conversation before. I didn't even know it was called dead naming until this week. So, you know, you learn something every day. Um, Yeah. But it's like the idea of like saying someone else's name. It's like, that's a hate crime. That's a hate crime. That's a hate crime. Think about what a hate crime is. Like I'm, I, I like I'm just I'm really blown away right. by that. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Am I, am I wrong? I could be wrong. This is the time you could high road me. You could be like, you know, Christian. Actually, you're fucking. Your privilege is shown, guy. Which I don't. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Pri- privilege and like we're all privileged in some way, right? Mm, are we? <laughs> are maybe. We? I like there's like probably that. a few people in America that aren't, but like they're few and far between like privileged in that. Like uh, you could, you could argue that because you have use of all of your limbs that you're privileged over, uh, you know, people that are uh, disabled or differently abled or whatever the correct term is now. That's a um, hate crime. Can't you, call you could disabled. argue that because you're over four feet tall, that you're, you're privileged uh, over the height challenged, you know? Mm. So you're, you're privileged guy. Mm. You were born a man and you still identify as a man. You're privileged over the people that have to wake up every day and face a world that doesn't understand him. Yeah, but, 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 but it's not, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> but, 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 but. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, it's breaking my brain, okay? Like, it's breaking my brain yeah. because it's like, it's, I, I get, I get being upset and wanting something. Like, again, I'm not You saying, feel like it's a bridge too far to say that it's like yes. a hate crime. Right. That's but, like, oh, like he should have chosen his words better. Not a great yeah. joke. It's not a good but, joke. I'm not saying it's a good joke, but I just don't call it a fucking hate crime. Don't say that's the same thing as fucking lynching Emmett Till. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a hate crime. You know what I mean? Like, that's what bothers me about that shit. I don't know. It's like, we're being real liberal about this. And I know that's the point. <laughs> like, as soon as I said it, I was like, ah, oh, God damn it. I walked right into that. I walked right into it. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a tough thing, man. I don't really know like where, where the line is like with this outrage culture um it, it is a little bit upsetting when i see like people getting outraged on behalf of other people right. like someone who isn't trans getting outraged for trans people right and it's like they, they have their own voice let them let them express their outrage in their think pieces i got in trouble the other day for calling my friend who i can't say her name but we talked about her earlier 
Uh, she's watching The Simpsons now. So like, she didn't have a problem with this. She's 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 gay. That's what she says. Did, oh, did she not sign the NDA or something? Like like she, we we can't use her name, but we can. Use I John just and don't. Clea I don't like in them. case she. Well, yeah, whatever, Clea, whatever. You know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't. I don't want it to be put out there in a bad way. But I will talk about the situation. Me and her are very close. But the other day we got to this thing where we we're like all out to a, a lunch, and she said something. She's always like, "Oh, I'm so gay." Oh my my gay grandmother like everything's gay 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 with her but like she just got out of a relationship of three years with a man you know what I'm saying like mm. like I mean I so the joke that we have all the time is like you're not as gay as you say you are I say that to her all the time but this time we're out with like someone else who doesn't know the extent of that I guess so I make that joke and she gets like like pearl clutchy and gets really shitty and offensive or offended and I'm just like okay, uh, well, learning moment, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to be shitty or like whatever to anyone. Yeah. But at the same time, like don't be like, uh, I'm a gay grandmother and I'm gay and I'm so gay and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to gayberhood and it's an actual neighborhood in Philly. It's is, is her, is her uh, grandmother actually gay, by the way? <laughs> no, no. This is like some woman that she's like one of her landlords who's like 60 and gay. And she's like, oh, she's my gay grandmother. Oh, like, like you're making it a thing, right? Like that's, I guess like I'm trying to like, I'm trying to spin it. I feel like I'm becoming a bad See, person. Cause <laughs> like, I feel like a gay grandma would be a really great sitcom, by the way. Gay grandma. <laughs> like age 70, she comes out as gay, but instead of being like an HBO dramedy, it's like just a straight up sitcom with a laugh track, a three camera, you know, I'm gay grandma. What do you want? I like ladies now. Always well, did though. Who do you want? <laughs> Well, that's sad because that's like transparent. That's already happened. I lived 70 yeah, years but sad with life. a laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> but the implications are that every time she had it's sex like, with her husband, uh, it was like... She was miserable. <laughs> but that's where the funny is, you know? Like, it's it's like transparent, but way lazier. <laughs> None of the acknowledging of the sad, tragic lives people were living for the entirety of their existence. For four decades, she was living a lie, and now she's gay, Grandma. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Uh, I gotta be honest. <laughs> like that's one of those situations where the theme song came first, and we're like, "Well, we're writing a show around this, right?" Right. Doesn't even rhyme at all, but that's where we started. That's how much work we put into this. Zero. Gay grandma. Okay, well, let's, let's break this a little bit further. I mean, who are the auxiliary characters in Gay Grandma? Are we going to make it a family drama? So, like, obviously, there's got to be there's got to be like a, a daughter character, but then a granddaughter character too, right? Granddaughter, right? Close to high yeah, school, right? and, and then like maybe like the the daughter's clueless husband, who sort of you know like do, doesn't know like uh, what the correct terminology is, can be like right. loosely based on you, maybe. Right. You know, that would be fun. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's like a reverse Rob Reiner in All in the Family where he's just like, I don't know. I'm fucking up here. Like, what, what's, what, what do I call you? Like, uh, gay grandma? And she's like, no, you can't call me that. Only I can call me that. <laughs> and then, like, laugh, you know? And then maybe there's, like, a lascivious old man neighbor who's always, like, trying to woo her. And she's like, right. I'm a gay woman. Like, get away from me. And he's like, come <laughs> on, Gladys. I'm more fascinated by the Rob Reiner, uh, like, All in the Family <laughs> aspect because that's who Archie Bucker, like, in theory, that's who Archie Bucker would be now like mm. you know because Archie Buck is like ah, oh, black uh, negro who cares the colored people blah 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 but now it's like look you know I uh it's is she a he or a she I don't know I don't know the pronouns 
I suck right. the dick anyway. Gay grandma. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's gay grandpa. There's a sequel spinoff character for later. But that's my right. point. It's like, uh, I, I, I like the hell, a hapless, like the, the new idea of being a misinformed nice guy <laughs> makes you Archie Bunker, essentially. <laughs> yeah. He means well, but he's just highly offensive. Uh, right. Yeah. And then gay grandma, like, you know, she goes on some dates. You know, she gets on gay Tinder. Gay Tinder. It's called I guess Grindr? just Tinder. It's called Grinder, right? Or am I wrong? I don't think that's for women, though, is it? They gender genderfied Grinder. Wasn't it always? I don't know. I don't know either. Let's find I don't out. I know. Let's find like okay. Grindr. Either either uh, gay grandma. She gets on all the apps. She gets on uh, Grinder, gay Tinder, yeah, regular gay Tinder, Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Just going on gay dates. Right. And she's like, I don't know the rules. Uh, all right. He looks so at the camera, it, goes, wah, wah. is there like dating etiquette? Like, you know, like there's, there's going to be, she gets abducted by like a Craigslist killer or some shit like that at some point. Like, I just, I want to know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, but it's funny. But it's funny. Okay. Like, it's all played for laughs. Right. Uh, yeah. No, no. I'm just, I'm wondering, like, what's the, what's the dating et- etiquette? You know, like for lesbians? For for gay grandma specifically, <laughs> not, not for I mean, she she was married to uh, a man for forty straight years. He dies. She comes and, to terms with her own sexuality. Oh. She's never had a date in forty straight years, right? right. She's just right. been with her fucking loser husband who died. It's like about Schmidt, also, where she realizes that she never really liked her husband, and she missed out on like her entire life. It's a real sad show, subtextually. <laughs> But we get like a kooky grandma but character. Above the service, yeah. yeah. It's kooky grandma and she's gay. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's one of your better um, ideas. It's better, than, <laughs> <laughs> it's better than wedding day terrorist. I mean, like. I mean, you know, that's, that's a, it's a work in progress. We'll, we'll put some polish on that. But speaking of which, you know, you uh, you went to Italy. We should probably get back to that. You know, we, we kind of just like fell off of that. Talked about gay grandma for 10 straight minutes. Yeah, stand by that decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you want to know? How about you ask questions and I'll tell you anything you want to know about Italy. Do you have fun? Yes. Next did question. You drink, did you drink wine? Yes. Next question. Did you go molto bene? I did. And then I did sto bene, sto male. Hmm. I did all of them. Did you reenact scenes from The Godfather? No, and that bothered me because uh, I wanted to. <laughs> I really, I really did. What, what I love about that is I know you're not lying. Like, I know that you're absolutely, like, bothered by that. I was really shit because Dolores still hasn't watched The Godfather, okay? like Wait, just, what? Yes, yes, She's a yes. card-carrying Italian woman. Yes. And well, she's never... <laughs> sorry apparently her mom really hated italian cooking and the godfather so she grew up one of them self-hating kinds you know what i mean like i didn't know that that existed in the italian community yeah. self-hating italians oh well the mom is not italian her father is italian and he's like uh, super italian okay. and i think because the dad was a fucking douchebag she's like we hate all italian things so spaghetti mm. nope spaghetti did Men. you did you uh, pop out behind any bushes and go ooh spaghetti? I I you know I didn't. <laughs> if I'd have been there, we would have done that. I did have this whole like uh, fucking uh, mind blowing thing where I realized that um, spaghetti is the pluralization that it really is like spaghetto, and that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> like, is that oh, true? Yeah, like the e is to pluralize things, right? Like so, like do it uh, like un cappuccino. 
right? Due cappuccini, right? Like you you change the end of it to conjugate for whatever the, the pluralization is. So spaghetti, I've been saying. Yeah, I've just been like, spaghetto. It's so weird. I don't know. You take one spaghetto, just put one. it in the pot. <laughs> you take another spaghetto, you put it in the pot. It's the longest cooking video of all time. <laughs> 500 spaghetto later. <laughs> You got the pasta aglioglio. They totally fucking time lapse that shit and stuff. <laughs> Still Take a one a pepperino, grind. One another pepperino, grind. I don't know if this is a really good or a really <laughs> bad accent, by the way. But I know it's a dynamite YouTube video, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my new Italian character. He's a terrible chef who takes way too long. <laughs> Adds every ingredient individually. <laughs> Everyone else is like trying one to grain of salt. Drop. Everyone else is trying to run a restaurant. <laughs> They're losing their goddamn minds. <laughs> so video like the kitchen people. is on fire, and he's just in the kitchen. Like they just hired this master chef. He's eighty-five years old. Like this guy's amazing. He takes a while, but he's great. You take another spaghetto. Drop. I just like the idea that like there's a manager and like a fucking host and uh, they're just coming in and out of frame during this fucking 45 minute cooking video and they're losing their goddamn minds. You take like, it a wooden spoon. Stir one spaghetto, now two spaghetto, now three spaghetto. Do not stir for spaghetto. No matter what you do. Capish? Capish? Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, pasta's mush at this point. Cause it's <laughs> boiling for an hour. It's like turned into fucking soup and shit like that. Uh, no, I mean, uh, fucking, I, I ate everything I was supposed to eat. I drank everything I was supposed to drink. What do you mean? Like you're supposed to eat and drink. Yeah, man. Everything. I did like it. the doctor prescribed you like, like you went, you got your uh, immunizations or whatever you do. I've yeah. never traveled internationally, so I don't know, but he was, he was oh, like, you got to eat the uh, pasta primavera. You got to eat the clams with the butter sauce. Yeah. I didn't do that. I don't do so. <laughs> I'm a bad Puerto Rican. That is the thing you could have done, but it's not something you did. You did not get the list from the doctor. No, I didn't do that. I don't do seafood. I I'm a bad Puerto Rican. What, what, what did you yeah. eat seafood there? No, no, I don't. I don't do seafood. Isn't that like the seafood plate? Like if you're gonna eat seafood, like you get uh, Mediterranean seafood. Like- yeah, well, I wanted to, but I wasn't brave, and no one else ordered. I had a little bit of lobster. That was good. Well, you did some seafood then, guy. Don't be uh, don't beat yourself well, I just up. Took it from someone else's plate. I mean, uh, never mind. Yeah, I take it back. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm bad. But but you had some pastas. What yeah, kind of pasta dishes did you have? I got this really normal one that's just pepper and butter. Like, is that uh, ugly olio? No, it's not that. Something else. Ugly butter? <laughs> <laughs> I forget. It's like, it's like, it's something with pepper in the name. I, fucking, where's Dolores when you need her? Pepperoncini. No, that's a pepper. No, that's a pepper. That's just a regular pepper. <laughs> No, I mean, um, I, I, I tried a couple things I never had, and I had like an eggplant parm, which uh, low key, I've had eggplant parm here, and I've been like, oh, who cares? Having eggplant parm over there, I'm like, it's the greatest thing of all time. Well, I've been fucking around with chicken parm. It's disgusting. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I hear people talk about Italian food, and they're always like, once you go back here, it's like all food is trash now. Yeah, and I you agree. can't, you just can't go back, and so you just starve to death until you go back to Italy. I completely agree. I, I You're going to lose so much weight, dude. Good for you. 
I hope so. I, I don't think I would move to Italy. Like I really liked Italy. So like, let me just tell you, my favorite part of Italy was when we went to uh, Lake Como, right? Mm-hmm. We went to a little town called Verena. Uh, and we were right by the water and Lake Como is this thing, it's a lake obviously, but it's like surrounded by these little amazing, like little mountain. That'd be a great uh, twist if it wasn't a lake, it's a, <laughs> but continue. I'm sorry. It's a volcano. Whoa. I went the other way. Um, no. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we went there and it was, it was weird cause it was raining literally the entire time we were there. We were there for three days and it rained the entire time. Um, but we still like walked an hour up a mountain in the rain, mm-hmm. found a waterfall in the mountains and shit. And I went to a castle that's been there for a thousand years and shit. That was pretty amazing. Got shit, a little did you fuck around in that castle? Yeah, it was great. Do some Game of Thrones shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do some did, sk- did, you, did you like hold a wine glass and look out a window like Cersei and just like sip it silently like she did for an entire two straight seasons? Right. Those are really the highlights of those last two seasons is just yeah. the amount of pensive. Because she wasn't saying anything sipping. stupid to ruin the scene. Um, but continue. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no wine, but you know, a lot of, a lot of Dementors, there were some Dementors up How there. How much wine did you drink? Cause I, I feel like I would wine. be drinking constantly. Yeah, I drank like, a lot. So it wasn't just that. I really love, there's a beer over there that I love, uh, called, uh, Bita Moretti, which is Bita really, Moretti. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, cause the over here we'll get like Peronis and Peronis are fine. You know what I mean? We like Peronis, yeah, but it's, but it's all right. Bita Moretti is like the shit and there's nothing better right. than it being like ice cold. So like I was going between drinking wine where even the shitty $5 wine in Italy is the best wine you've ever had. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty, drunk uh, but, but, but you wouldn't want to live in Italy is what you're like. I feel like you're bearing. Cause I talked to Dolores um, and she was saying to me like, it's so much better over there. It's so much better. And I was like, Oh shit. You want to move yeah. there, don't you? Yeah. Well, I want to, if I would move to any, I would move to Italy because I like the language and I would move to like where we live. Like where I'd move to Northern Italy for sure. Mm. I love Southern Italy. Don't get me wrong. I got married there. I like Rome. You know, it's all good. But like in terms of like way of life shit, like Northern Italy was it so scenic and so beautiful, like kind of reprograms you. Because as uh, you said before, so eloquently, like Switzerland infected some of. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really infected the top of uh, Italy. You're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a sterilized fucking like 1980s hip hop version of of Italy. You know what I mean? 1980s hip hop. Yeah, well, like 1980s hip hop was just like I got some cues and parrots and a da 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 da. Right? It was like really like like sanitized or whatever. Right. Safe. I literally just watched that SNL sketch where it was like mumble rapper, like SoundCloud rapper or whatever, like versus like a 1979 hip hop group, and it's like back in our day, you can understand what we were saying. A hip hop. I like to smoke crack or something like that. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, but you understood him. There was a message. You understood him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Usually uh, Italy's mumble, mumble rep. Uh, but if I like, and I love Paris too. I really do like Paris. What I found out about myself is that Amsterdam legitimately might. Yeah, dude, it might be. Because here's the thing. It's millions of people live there too. So it's not even a situation of like, oh, I just, I don't want to be around people or something, you know, yeah, like. But it's not like overcrowded there. It's like, no it's point. open. Yeah. Yeah. At no yeah. Point. Also, you said, well, the, the red light district is is crowded, but that's like, is, is the red light, because what we know about it, like what yeah. we're taught in, in the schools is that's where all the hookahs are, you know. Well, but, but also like is that like where like the bar scene and like the club scene music venues are too yeah we went to a really wonderful uh bar called belushi's uh i assume named after john not chip (laughs) it'd be great if chip was just behind the counter (laughs) i'm just picturing like a cartoon gym like at the front (laughs) you know like he's the logo 
like Aunt Jemima. Right. Uh, it's, it's just a bar dedicated to the works. What's on the menu? I don't know. Anything according to Jim. And it's just literally Belushi serves and Brian picks every fucking dish and alcoholic drink. I know we went there and that was great. That was in the red light district. And that was cool. Like the red light district's awesome. What was weird about it? Cause you brought up the prostitution thing and that is accurate. Like mm-hmm. it's very strange to be in a place walking and you just look and like in the windows, they're basically naked women just being like, what's up? Like come hang out with me. Now the thing I, I found interesting before I continue on that, which is like, you're not allowed to take pictures in the red light district. Uh, and if you do, these women have like, buckets of pee for some reason that they'll throw on people if you take a picture of them do they collect like a fresh batch of pee every day uh, or or do they, do they get it shipped in <laughs> right this is the finest wolf pee in all of rome uh no dude, i don't know it's like the idea that they have it ready to go at all times mm. and they'll just straight up throw it like they don't care it's amazing uh Sorry for the side detour. I just thought like, no, wow. that's fascinating that's, to me it is, because right? I'm, I'm running through the numbers here. Like what about like somebody with a telephoto lens? Do they have like a, a water cannon? Right. They can just shoot the pee out like <laughs> 300 system, yard range. They got like their friends in the, the whorehouse down the street instead. And you know what I mean? I don't know. It was, it was weird. Like I was walking around with Dolores and we literally walked the strip. So we saw a lot of like women in the windows and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, I got to ask, uh, you know, I'm not a woman, so I just want to know, like, how do you feel about this? Because I think it's a really interesting thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the stigma st- stigma that we have against prostitution here specifically, like right. in the States, except for in Vegas or I guess like New York, a couple places you can have like escort services or whatever. But it's like, it seems really empowering on paper, you know, but all that empowerment is taken away by the idea of just how many bros were there. You know what I also learned? Bros... Mm-hmm. They translate. Like, you don't need to speak that language that that bro's speaking. You've already heard that language a billion times from your respective bros, you know? So, like, when we were there, there was, like, some Welsh people who were, like, there clearly for a bachelor party, some German dudes clearly there for for a bachelor party, some French people. And I couldn't understand any of them, but instantly knew exactly what they were saying. Because if we were, like, hanging out with, like, anyone we knew from Florida just being like, oh, bro, look at the fucking tits on that one. Just like bullshit. You know what I'm talking about? To the point where it was so fratty and so gross that I felt gross for them. And I'm like, ah, this is why it's demeaning. Not because it's prostitution. That's one thing, right? Like, it's, it's, it's like... You know, it, I guess it's empowering. I don't know. It's like, what's the theory about like women who talk about like porn? It's like porn can be empowering for women, right? Where I'm just like, I don't see how. It seems really demeaning all the time. Like, yeah. Well, well, what's the what? What did Dolores say about it? I think she kind of felt the same way, which is like, well, it's the fact that there's like this fratty atmosphere to it that makes it feel weird, right? Because right. if it was just these people standing in windows and there was a respectful transactional nature. Or if it was just a bunch of businessmen and they sure. got off of work and they're like, Tanya, yeah, uh, I'm your five o'clock. Would have been fine. It would yeah. have been fine. It's literally the fact that there are guys outside of the windows being like, ooh, basically being like the, the cartoon wolf with the fucking eyes and shit. Right. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like it, it was a really weird fucking thing. And also I'm just sitting here being like every time that 
you say, yeah, you're going to go into this back room. It's like, we all know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's this idea that like, there's no, there's no ambiguity. Like, oh, maybe they're going to get some Oreos, man. I don't know. Like, no, they just, you know exactly what's going to happen. Talk about putting it on front street. They're yeah. literally on the front street. They were. It was cool, man. It was a really cool experience. I liked it. I liked, I liked, so beyond the red light district, which was really crowded, um, Amsterdam was just great. Cause it's like, they purposefully try to be shitty to drivers there. It's yeah. like really hard to navigate. Uh, you guys I, well, got an Uber. And it was just, fascinating. Uh, yeah. It was the most yeah. fascinating, like ballet. Like I heard black <laughs> swan playing or whatever. Like <laughs> was that not black swan? Was it Swan Lake? Is that the name mm-hmm. of the, uh, um, is that Tarkovsky? I don't know. Anyway, it lost the weeds on Swan doesn't Lake here, but Sorry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I just, it was like watching this guy who like clearly wasn't supposed to cross that canal be like, fuck it. I'm going backwards and I'm going over this canal and like doing this, this and that to get over to it. So it's a super, super, super bikeable city. And like right. all of it, you can bike from one end to the other in about 15 minutes. It's like small and yet big at the same time, subdivided by these canals and stuff. And so I fucking loved it, man. I thought it was great. Went to a park called Bondle Park, which is kind of like their central park. It's huge, mm. dog friendly. Went to a place called Electric Ladyland, which is a um, fluorescent art, fluorescent paint art museum. Um, and it's awesome, dude. It's like yeah. worth the price of admission. Yeah, because you go down and like, you think it's a museum, but it's not. It's literally this guy's basement. Hmm. Uh, and he's been fucking with like fluorescent paints for like 30 years. Used to be, used to be from Brooklyn, left Brooklyn, moved to Holland. <laughs> Uh, and is like a super hippie, like to this day, like hasn't shaved his beard in 40 years. He said, Oh my God. Has, hasn't cut his hair in 40 years as like, like literally like the fucking, some, like, some like Alan Moore looking motherfucker. Huh? Yeah, basically. And, and like, you can tell how much you know, like when you, when you cut a tree open and you count the rings to see how old it is. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Still, sure. Well, you can, <laughs> you can sort of do that with people and as how much acid they've taken based on how much movement is in their eyes at any given moment when they're talking having those, to you. Like real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, he was mm-hmm. having a whole thing. He's like, yeah, man, I remember I was sitting in fucking, I was in park Avenue in 1981. I saw the goddamn cops start rolling people up like fucking brown shirts in Berlin. <laughs> I got really intense. I was just like smoking a cigarette the whole time. And I'm like, this is fucking incredible. Uh, to the point where like he became my grandpa. Like I was like, you're the coolest fucking dude in the world. He had painted this, this thing. And it's like, I was on acid every day for five months making this thing. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, why? I'm so sorry. Like terrible. It was really bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and, and you beyond the amount of acid he did, he was a nice bastion, like of, first of all, like everyone speaks English there, but they don't hold your hand. Mm-hmm. And like when you go to Paris and you go to Italy, we go to, I was going to say London, but they speak English there. Uh, when you go to any of these places, like they'll be like, aeropuerto. And then in parentheses, airport, you know what I mean? Because you can't use your cognitive ability there. Um, but even though everyone speaks English in Holland, like there's no signs, like it really is like this immersion kind of thing. So to meet like a Brooklynite and beyond that, a super hippie Brooklynite, Right. Just loves acid and fluorescent paint. <laughs> feel like you uh, found the lighthouse in the darkness. Just it like. was, dude, it was really great. And so he's been with the woman. They haven't got married. They don't believe in that shame of an institution. He said, um, and I'm like, <laughs> we just got married. So did he say, Oh, congratulations. <laughs> he, tried, he tried to walk it back. It was great. Uh, yeah. um, but so he's been with the same woman for years and she's a Parisian Indian woman. Like she's an Indian woman who grew up in Paris. Mm. Um, and now she lives in Holland. And so she was like, runs the gallery upstairs. So after we got done with this whole show, we went back up and we got into a conversation with her 
and we were just talking about art and stuff. And then she's like, we close at six. We close at six. You come back, you smoke? And I'm like, well, I don't smoke any tobacco. And she's like, neither do we. And this woman's 80 years old. Like the guy is like 67 years old. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're like, you come back, you come back, we smoke. And uh, I hate myself because we didn't go back to smoke with those people. Dude. Like all I, no, no, it's not me. It's because this fucking woman got a job and she's gonna get drug tested. And she's like, Dude. right? And I'm like, you fucking square. <laughs> like, also, right. I'm sitting here being like, we're moving to LA. Like, weed's legal. What are they yeah. gonna say? Like, you can't it, it, smoke weed. Like, it's fucked up to me, by the way, that like the state legalizes it, but they still drug test you. Hmm. And it's like. Uh, Right, because well, because they're they're a federally endowed school or whatever, so they if they take federal oh because it's so federal federally laws, illegal. Yeah. So bullshit. you know, so she got some kind of way about it, and she was like, "We shouldn't," and I'm like, "I understand that, but like these might be my new grandparents. Like I need them." Could have been, dude. I feel bad. I got his. I got his number. I told him like this is going to be my obsession when I go to California. That's going to be another hobby that I get into, mm-hmm. like fluorescent paint, man, because it's really fucking cool. Like he's using like long form and short form uh, microwaves and shit. So, or, so you can fucking see the different colors and rocks and shit. It reminded me a little bit of Hank from Breaking Bad, to be honest, talking about his minerals. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, but I get fluorescent it. paints. Yeah. No, it was really cool. I I'm trying to picture like fluorescent paints, just like really loud paint. Just real. Well, no, no, no. It's paint that reacts to, to certain to forms light. of light. Yeah. Right. So, and it's so like, like, like a black light. Well, yeah, it'll be completely fucking monochromatic. So it's like when I go to play laser tag, as I do, and uh, often I don't. I don't. (laughs) You're one of those douchebags who brings his own gear too. You brought your own laser gun, your own laser fucking. What is this thing called? Little receptacle? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's more acceptable if it's like paintball or something. At least like you know some bros go out in the woods and shoot each other. But like laser tag, that's that's for children. Right. Remember when we went laser tagging in a bounce house? Did we do that? Oh, yeah. we did do that. Where, where were we for that? We were in Orlando and we, we were, were staying at like uh, some dude's villa that you knew. Yeah, I was staying at Merrick's villa. We went to Old Town. I think that was also when I thought I had swine flu. Like th- this was at the height of swine flu. I remember you were just drinking like NyQuil. it was a Gatorade. <laughs> you were drinking NyQuil during the day. <laughs> and I was yeah. like... Yeah, that's gonna be bad for you, probably. Drink two bottles of Nyquil that day. Went to Old Town, play laser tag. I think we went on go karts at some point. Mm-hmm. My bandana guy, I was wearing rock, rocking a bandana. Then it came off. Some little kid tried to steal it. I stole it back from him. Nice. It, was a, it was a journey, is what they say. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, so yeah, you get the the basic premise of the uh, of the, the fluorescent paint. Yeah. What it is? Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked so it a lot. Laser tag art. Cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, can I just can I go through a couple things that I wrote down while 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 I was in Italy? Whilst uh, in Italy, yar. Okay, so I got I got uh, um, oh I got three things. I got three or four things. Let's talk about four things. On the way over to Italy, on the trip over there, I fainted on a plane. Yeah, yeah, I know. I should have started here. I have never fainted before. Uh, and it was a very weird situation. So what happened was I'm going on this trip and it's a red eye, but I can't sleep. So I'm like, Dolores, we've been on this plane for three hours. We got another five, six hours. Give me one of your sleeping pills. Right. Cause she's got like a sleeping pill that knocks her ass out. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. Give me the sleeping pill. Took two of these sleeping pills. Try to go to sleep. Went to sleep for, I guess, maybe an hour. Then I got up now on the little bottle. They're like, Hey, uh, be careful. 
do not stand straight up very quickly or try to move too quickly while you have this. I wake up and feel dizzy and I'm like, I have no water. Let me go to the bathroom to throw some water in my face. Right. 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 Up, And I get to what I think is the bathroom, but it's not. It's like a little, the little station for the flight attendants. Right. Um, and I'm like restroom. And they're like, uh, it's back there. And I'm like, uh, is there not one over here? And I'm like really disoriented. Uh, and, and, and she's like, no, it's back there. And I'm like, I, I don't feel good. And I like a Kaepernick, I take a knee at this point. I'm like, yeah, I'm so I'm Kaepernicking on this plane. And they're like, Oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I just need a second. And then the next thing I know, like I'm literally on the ground. Like I passed the fuck out, which I've never fainted before oh in my, my life. So this was horrifying. And so the yeah. good news is like, I would be really embarrassed. I kept just saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And like, they're giving me water and like, like they're putting like a natural, like, like blankets for, for pillows and shit like mm-hmm. that. Uh, and so you're just in the middle of the aisle, just like, well, it's five 30 in the morning. So everyone's asleep. Oh, cool. <laughs> so it's the best. I was just picturing world. everybody just in first class, just staring at you. Like, just calmly <laughs> sipping their lattes while you're like well, having there was, this like, there experience. There were two people right in front of me and they, you could tell they were like, what the fuck? Like we're not ready for this emotionally. Right. Uh, and it was like with two hours left to go. So that was really scary. Was Dolores like, aware of this or was she passed out? She saw me, but like, didn't know <laughs> what was happening. <laughs> like, oh, Cause I'm picturing Dolores, like a few rows back, just like look out, see you passed out looks back, goes back to sleep. Well, like it, it wasn't like a comical, like I was at full upright and then like fell kind of passing out. Like it was in stages. So she's like, I guess maybe he's just waiting to, mm-hmm. to the bathroom she's just taking a knee for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really weird. Like that was a, that was a weird, weird, weird fucking experience. I thought that was incredible. I don't know why I didn't start with that. Um, <clears throat> so don't faint on planes and be careful with sleeping pills. They're all evil. Uh, yeah, Five 30 in the morning. What if, uh, if there's like a medical emergency and you're over the Atlantic, like what do they do? You well, just, they, you're, you're fucked, right? They specifically fly where you go through Greenland and then within a hundred, a couple hundred miles of uh, Iceland. Um, and then they curve back to go through like London or whatever. Uh, so they the do curvature that of the earth also. Yeah. Right? Well, they're doing that purposely and I found <laughs> that out. So it's like the reason they go so high to begin with is you're, you're, you're going faster the higher up because there's less oxygen up there in terms of the air intake. But if something were to go wrong, you are falling for every meter you're falling, you're still going forward like a thousand feet or something. So it gives you time to be like, all right, we're going to fucking go over here by an hour. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. They're like, do you need us to, do you need medical attention? And I'm like passed out, but still have the wherewithal to be like, like I pulled out my phone from a hoodie and I'm like, well, we got about two hours left, right? I think I'll be fine. Let me just stay here. <laughs> like, they were cool. They gave me like a sandwich for free. That was awesome. <laughs> I know. So I was king for a day. It was awesome. <laughs> king for a day. Um, on these airplane rides, do they have like little bed, little bed situations? Is it more of like a cubicle or is it still just like seats? No. Nah, see, if, if you fly Virgin Atlantic, they'll give you like the little partition and little beds and shit. And that's what I, I need to make that kind of money. Yeah. Or that's how I can fly because I would, I, if I could lay down on a plane, I would never give a shit about flying. It's the fact that you're stuck in this very rigid position that like you can't just move. surrounded by other people. Ugh, and fucking hate it. Just, yeah. yeah. So no, I didn't do that. Uh, would have been better. You know, no one would have known that I fainted, I guess, but, um, all right, moving on quickly. I got more observations, which is, um, okay. Uh, weed and dreams. Okay. So listen, uh, I, I, when I left, I didn't smoke for a couple of days before I left. Right. 
And then I didn't have any of these mints until like four days when I was there. So there was like five days in between here where I had the most intense fucking dreams and nightmares that I have ever had in my life. And I looked it up because I'm like, what's that about? It's like, oh yeah, well, when you smoke like weed, like THC Mm -hmm. doesn't allow you to to have full REM cycles. Therefore, you don't get into the deep sleep kind of dream state that you would ordinarily. And so, but the problem is when you don't do that, it's not like, oh, it comes back in doses. It's like everything that you were holding back has just been sitting there waiting. And you know me, I like to smoke. It's been a long time since I've been like, you know, multiple weeks without having some kind of fucking THC product. So the first like five days that I'm in Italy are just nightmare fuel. Like the scariest fucking shit in the world. Like I had like a teeth falling out dream mixed with an airplane crash dream mixed with my grandma died and my dad died. Same dream, same one dream guy. Like they were throwing all the fucking curveballs at me. That was intense. Another one, like another airplane crash and like an engine crashed into the house where we got married. And I was like, Dolores. I was like fucking <laughs> Roger Rabbit or whatever. Like <laughs> running into a burning building. <laughs> So like I was blown away by the, the the science of sleep as it were, and I was like, holy shit! Right? I like, Maybe I need to get back to smoking because the dreams are horrifying. Like I like to classify <laughs> my unconscious, man. So you're saying like when you're sober, the dreams are horrifying, or it's when you had smoked after having been no, not smoking, not smoking at all. Like I was on like a like a week and a half detox or whatever. Yeah. And that's when it comes coming back. Like all of that, your dream because the are, weed was like putting up a wall. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, nah, bro, you don't have to deal with the teeth thing. Bro, like, we'll we'll yeah. save that for later. We'll DVR uh, well, it for you. They never, they never tell you that. Like that was, was so fucking scary. <laughs> Who would tell you that? Like the Kmart of weed. <laughs> Look, you gotta know it's all fun and games, but your dreams are gonna go away, little boy. Uh, that's how <laughs> <not like> I milk. <laughs> Dreams are gonna go away, little boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the episode title. Uh, but yeah, so that was like really fucking intense. I wasn't ready for the dream state. And it was also just like, like I said, like there was a combination of the, you know, the, the kind of scary dreams that you hear about a lot, you know, like the teeth falling out thing, like, oh, that represents loss. You're losing something, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I have um, those kinds of dreams when I take melatonin, so I just don't take it anymore. Right. Well, I think you told me that's not even a real thing. That's no. like, it's bullshit. Like melatonin is a, Oh yeah, it's a it's a hormone that your body produces naturally, and like anything in a pill form is going to be like a hundred times what you would need to fall asleep. And that's right. all melatonin does; it just helps you fall asleep. It doesn't keep you asleep. So right. like, if you take melatonin, you're overdosing on this hormone. And like some people, like me, just have straight up fever dreams, or like what, what what's it called? Like where you're uh, sleep, like sleep paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. yeah, had a couple of those too. Sucks. Yeah, that's that's the scariest. I wouldn't be down with sleep paralysis, but I was still having like just the most vivid. No, but I was having like I mean like some people are lucid dreamers. They like at some point they're like ah shit I'm in a dream. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen to me. Like I like in the moment I'll be like this is really horrific. Clearly this is a nightmare. And then Dream Christian is never like oh all right you're good <laughs> like take five. No, it's always like I've I've committed to how horrible everything is in these dreams. Right. So love that. Love the science that the first five days of my European vacation, I was like Ron Swanson fucking like punching into the night and stuff like that. <laughs> I was genuinely fucking terrified of the world. I loved it, man. Sleep fighting. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, um, well, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you're back on the, on the weed. So you're not having these bad <laughs> dreams anymore, buddy. <laughs> all right. All right. Off weed. I got two more. I got two more. Um, tomatoes. 
What the fuck? All right. They're great. They're, well, they're fantastic. No, they suck in the States. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're yeah. not good here. No. And I found this out. This is much like you telling me about bananas and how we genetically modified bananas. So the tomatoes in America mm-hmm. are genetically modified so they can travel great distances, right? Tomatoes inherently don't travel very well. I didn't know that. I've hated tomatoes my entire life. I'm like, they taste bad. Went to Italy where you can go down the street and get your tomatoes picked. Holy shit. It is the most delicious thing I've ever had in my life. And I'm blown away by the fact that like, it can be that genetically different. Like, like that Monsanto really is the, the big bad of our world. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I'm bad. (laughs) I mean, you can't, you can get like good ass tomatoes here just at a farmer's market or like at one of those produce stands or something, you know, like where they're just freshly picked. And it's like, it's certain seasons, certain times a year. Like this time of year right now, tomatoes taste like fucking garbage, but like I think it's spring or there's a, a, a small window where they taste right. amazing. And now I want to get into, it. I've never cared before, but like each morning we'd wake up, we'd chop some tomatoes and have some like mozzarella cheese and some fucking baguettes and shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing in the entire world. But it really blew me away because I'm 29 years old and I right. can tell you like I've had maybe four tomatoes in my entire life because i don't true? like including yeah. on sandwiches and stuff like, yeah i don't like them like like when i go when i go to burger king or something if i go get a burger i'm like yeah can i have that without pickles and without tomatoes you know what i mean yeah they say uh, that that's like pure umami flavor because it's not sweet and it's not savory it's something in between it's like right. a an unidentified taste or flavor profile I, I just, I couldn't even, it just, it really like changed things for me. And then it made me be like, what am I missing? Because we had that conversation about that federal donut chicken sandwich here in Philly, Mm -hmm. which is so good. And I always take the pickle off that too. And you're like, but you know what? It really is like this explosion. It's this flavor that you're not expecting. It culminates. And I was like, that's bullshit. But then I had like tomatoes on something and I was like, okay, maybe I've been living a lie my whole life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe the tomato delusion is like getting out of hand here. It's another episode title possibility, the tomato delusion <laughs> the tomato or when delusion. Christian got married. Um, yeah, no, uh, like one of my go-to lazy uh, guy sandwiches is just to slice up some tomatoes, um, uh, put it on some bread with some mayo, uh, some salt, some pepper, done. Wow. Yeah, that's you real just lazy. Toast, you just toast the shit out of that bread. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. Merrick, my old boss from Manchester would always be like, I'm going to have me an egg and tomato sandwich. And I'm like, mm. ew. First of all, for good. saying tomato. And then tomato. It sounds better. It does. It really does. Uh, so I don't know why I shit about it, but uh, but no. But I'm so you would jealous. say that all the time, and I'd be like, eh, whatever. Sounds bad. So I, I don't know. Like, I it sounds so stupid to be like my mind was blown by the power of tomatoes, uh, mm-hmm. but it was. It yeah. was like, super fucking interesting and kind of amazing. So. Well, hey, man, good for you. I'm glad that you're on the tomato train because I was against them for a while too, but I really came around on them. Same with pickles, right. you know. I always thought the pickles tasted like sour rubber, but uh, I'm on board with them now. I like pickles. Well, I'm glad there's a consensus here, finally. You know, we were really worried about it. It was touch and go for a minute. We finally agree on something. (laughs) Uh, All right, my last observation, which is not even like an observation so much as like I was, we were talking about fairy tales like the day after our wedding. And I was Mm. like, who wrote all those fucking fairy tales? Because it was a fairy tale wedding? Dude, it kind of was. I don't want to be that guy, but like the sunset and the Mediterranean and, and I was rocking a really cool suit. You saw that suit, man. I don't know. I, I, I clean up sometimes. That's all I got to mm-hmm. say. Anyway. Um, all right. But the last thing is we're talking about fairy tales and we're trying to figure out who wrote them. And they're like, 
well, the Germans wrote all those things. And I'm like, who? Like the Grimm's. And then I was like, but Hans Christian Andersen's from Denmark. And he's like, ah, well, sure. And then I was like, also, did the Grimm's really write all those stories? And then apparently the real story is that the Grimm's didn't write those stories. They kind of just, yeah, they kind of just went just around Germany. Yeah, yeah, that's way funnier because it's just like, I imagine them going house to house and like, you know, like there, what there, there are a couple of hucksters or something. Well, yeah, like, 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 well, just like they're not passing any judgment. They're just sitting there. They got their little notebooks and they're like, and so the house was made of candy. Yes, okay, okay. And they write it down like not sweet. She tried yeah. to eat you. <laughs> and you just go through every grim fairy tale story of them being told it and, are- then, and, then, and then repeating it. Like, so they push the witch into the oven. Yes. Okay. Okay. No problem. And they just write it down. Okay, no and I'm problem. like, these fucking people like got famous right. for writing down stories. I don't know. They're just going around so old bad. folks homes. They're all like these senile <laughs> old people that can't remember their own lives. And they're just writing their stories, man. I mean, but how much are them like riding little red riding hoods then? Right. So it's like, so, so the wolf ate the grandmother. Okay. Okay. No problem. And then dressed up as the grandmother. <laughs> I see. Mm. As wolves are known to do. Yes, of course. No problem. <laughs> they just kept writing. <laughs> like, like, very non judgmental. <laughs> that's great. That was my thing. Like, I just, we riffed. It was me and Rebecca making, like, riffing on this for like two hours about mm-hmm. just doing every fairy tale we could about, like, some unknown person. Like, we never acted out someone telling the story. It was always just the Grimm's receiving the story right commenting aloud on it and then saying no problem as they wrote it down. <laughs> no problem why would it be a problem <laughs> <laughs> so that was really great yeah uh, i thought that was you know was as uh the top of the mountain oh oh and i guess <laughs> i guess the mountain <laughs> i guess the last thing is we like, created forget a- the wedding that was the top <laughs> of the mountain right there <laughs> I mean, I, like weeks later, and I mean that literally, because like, so like the last day we were in Amsterdam, I just was still doing that bit. And mm-hmm. Rebecca's long gone. So the only person who was doing the bit with me has been gone for 10 days and I'm still doing it because that's how top of the mountain it was, Max. Um, the only other thing is like we created a whole religion based off anchovies. You want to elaborate on that? Not You're really. Me to ask. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> You literally yeah. said that you leaned over, you brushed your hair back. Like what? <laughs> Try me. Oh, well, because what I'm thinking is like, if something where you had to be there, but I have this rule of comedy that if, if, Oh, you had to be there. It's just not funny. Sorry. Like you, if, you, mm-hmm. if it's funny, you can tell that story. It'll be funny later. But I'm telling you that we just spent like hours into the fucking nights in the Mediterranean, just making up a whole religion about anchovies, but we called it chove. That? Oh Yeah. Was there like an anchovy Jesus? An anchovy well, just chove, chove is chove. You know, chove uh, knows when you're know. sleeping. Chove knows when you're awake. <laughs> Santa Claus. So religion. it's a Santa, Santa Claus, Claus religion. But also okay. Jesus and also chove. But also so, a small salty fish. Well, that was the thing. It all came from Leo who said he wanted anchovies, but he's like, <laughs> you know, I don't really know if I want this chove situation. That caught my imagination. I'm like, tell me about chove. Cut to two hours later. We've broken a whole religion, and then we decided that pineapple is the is the is the uh, Milton fucking uh, uh, what's what's the Paradise Lost Lucifer character of this? That pineapple didn't hate Chove; he just wanted some goddamn agency, man. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is more of a will. pizza topping situation than yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chove and pineapple. Yeah, yeah. So, so pineapple is Lucifer. Yeah, Chove is is uh, Yahweh. Yahweh, God. <laughs> yeah, he's Hebrew God. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, what I'm saying is it's a dumb fucking bit, but we we committed to this bit for five days and then longer in group text messages that we did where everything was chove related. I'm not even kidding. Like, this is where the tomato thing happened where we were like, there's only one holy war that chove would co-sign on and it's against Monsanto for ruining our fucking tomatoes, man. Like, it was, I, I, I don't, I don't... Anyway, just as much credence to the Chove religion as the regular religion. That's all I'm saying. It's just as valid. <laughs> so you said a Chove is God. Okay, no problem. They oh, heard okay. it